Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneer Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast. This is episode 615 for the 12th of Av in a regular year. So we all know that feeling after we give charity of, of really feeling satisfied, of feeling good about ourselves. We did a good deed, right? There have been studies that have been done that really showed that giving charity, doing acts of kindness actually is a really good way to promote happiness within a person. We often say that the one who gives gets more out of the transaction than the receiver, So today, we're actually going to delve into this topic a little bit deeper from a more spiritual perspective and try to understand why this is. Because as we'll learn, that this isn't just like a nice, feel-good type of thing on a superficial level, but there's actually something that's going on on a very deep level, in fact, the deepest level of our heart, in fact, when we give charity. So we already started talking about this yesterday a little bit, and today's going to be a little bit of an elaboration on that, where if you remember yesterday's episode, and you can go back and review it if you'd like, it's uh, we talked all about this idea of circumcision, and we talked about how when we have the circumcision that a boy goes through at eight days old, there's actually a corresponding circumcision that we need to do every single day, and that's the circumcision of our heart. And we talked about the fact that our heart has two layers to it. There's the outer layer of the heart and there's the inner layer of the heart. And that both of these need to be circumcised um, and they correspond to the two layers, uh, the two aspects of regular circumcision, namely Mila, which is the more coarse uh, circumcision, the removal of the foreskin, and then the Priya, which is more having to do with that more inner fine membrane. And we talked about how the whole point of all of this is really that why is it that Hashem didn't create a a boy perfect, quote unquote, like as it is, like why is it that he set up the world in such a way that we need to circumcise a child, that we need to circumcise our hearts, is God wants us to work. God wants us to specifically help him in this process of making this world into his his dwelling place. It's not, he didn't, he purposefully didn't want us to just have this like perfect place that we came to. He wants us to be a partner in this creation. So then we also talked about this idea about how it is that, what does it mean to circumcise the outer layer of your heart this has to do with um with with learning about god and and really using that learning and meditation about godly ideas to curb your appetites to curb your passions so that your passions are not for just superficial frivolous uh 
hedonistic kind of things, but you actually have a little bit more refined godly passions on that external level. And then we talked about how the inner level of the heart, the, to circumcise that inner level of the heart is a little bit harder to access. And it's not something that can be accessed directly. We actually need help from God to be able to do this. It's ultimately God who performs this inner circumcision of our heart. And we said that the way this is accomplished is through giving charity. Because when we give charity, Charity is like the ultimate mitzvah. Charity is the ultimate commandment, which is ultimately the will of God. This is what God wants of us. God wants us to give and give and give and give. This is when we ultimately act like God-like when we're giving. And so when we do this, and when God sees that we're giving charity, and when God understands that giving charity for a human being is not such a simple matter, because our money is really, quite literally, in a sense, our, li our lives, whether it's officially our livelihood, that we make our money through the work and the toil that we put in or even if people if we're we subsist on other people on our parents or what have you and nevertheless it's like we we use the money in order to live to buy food to buy clothing to buy a home to live in all of that stuff and when god sees that instead of using this money for our own personal gain but we actually use it uh, for others to give to others this is a form of self-sacrifice on our part and because it's this self-sacrificial thing god responds in kind and he does something very radical which is that he comes and he circumcises this, this inner aspect of our which ultimately means that that he redeems our heart from captivity, from from this place of being trapped in in our bodies, in this lowly world, in this place that's that's really foreign to it. Because ultimately, this inner aspect of our heart is a part of God Himself. And so we're going to talk about this today. We're going to talk and we're going to delve into this a little bit more today. And we're also going to talk about the fact that this process is actually brings great peace to the soul because the the soul wants to be one with God. The heart wants to be one with God. This is its true natural resting place. So this process of the redemption of the inner aspect of the heart through giving charity brings this sense of peace, which is why staka charity is likened to peace. So let's get into the text. And for context today, we are going to be concluding Epistle 4 of Igeris HaKodesh. And so here we go. So the Ultra Rabbit begins where he mentions the citation from Tehillim, which he had actually brought up in yesterday's episode. This is from Tehillim chapter 85, verse 14, where it says, Tzedek lefanav yehalech, which literally superficially means charity will walk before him. But now we're going to break that down. We're going to break the verse down a little bit more, which we started doing yesterday. So tzedek lefanav. So tzedek, this idea of righteousness or charity, it can mean both things. It has a dual meaning. Um, lefanav. Lefanav means before him. But lefanav, as we've talked about a few times in this podcast, comes from the same root as panim, which means a face. And it also means inwardness so it could be like before a person or in or in front of or the face of, of the face or the inner part which is the the idea of inwardness and then yehalech this idea of walking right so tzedek will walk before him so this idea of walking so it's we talked about this idea of how it's like interesting language that it's yehalech it's not so it's not just like walks, but it actually something is causing it to walk. And um, so there's something about this process that staka, basically to break it down, is causing the inner part of the heart, right? Because panim, um, uh, before panim is, is also face or inwardness. So the inner part of the heart 
is being pulled to walk. It's, it's being caused to walk through stucca. So stucca causes the inner part of the heart to walk, basically. And then the ultra rapid continues with the same Tehillim, where it continues along these lines of talking about walking, about this like this journey that uh, that's that this that the heart is going on, basically. Where it says Yasim Lederh Hashem Pamav, that he sets his steps towards the way of ways of way of God. So it's like again, this like walking kind of like imagery. And then there's another citation here. This one's from Devarim, chapter twenty-eight, verse nine, where it says Bedrachav, that you shall walk in his ways. And also, this is also from Dvarim, uh, chapter 13, verse 5, You shall go or walk after God your God. So what does this mean? Like, there's a lot of imagery, again, of walking. Let's, we're walking in the ways of God. We're going in the ways of God and all of that stuff. And this is true with when we talk about all of the mitzvahs, especially Talmud Torah, which is equal to all of them. They all lead a person to the inner recesses of a person's heart. So basically, just to understand that, like just to break it down, it's basically like if we want to be led to the inner, we want to tap into the inner part of our heart, the innermost recesses of our heart, the umka deliba, like we talked about yesterday, the depths of the heart, the path to get there is through the service of God. And we'll see soon that specifically Tzedaka has this power. But for now, the altar bit goes on and he teaches us that this ascent that happens by tapping into this, uh, this innermost recesses of the heart of, of, a, of a Jew is an even greater ascent and even more intense than the ascent that happens through the external part of the heart that comes about through tvuna, through contemplation and through understanding uh, without coming into that place, that uh, radiance of the of the face, of the divi- divine face, like the inwardness above, but rather it comes about in a in a concealed face way. So again, so yesterday we talked about this idea that like one way, the, the way that we circumcise the external aspects of our heart is through meditation and contemplation over God and all of that and really coming to a deeper understanding of godliness and, and all of that. And while that is a very necessary and, and in fact prerequisite step that we need to do to get to the inner level, it doesn't cause us to ascend to the highest place where we can see God in an inward revealed way, but it's rather where God's face is still concealed. Uh, because the because the um, the supernal face, and again, face has this dual meaning of face and inwardness. So the the supernal face only are able to radiate radiate here below through an arousal from below, as what we called yesterday the esarissa delatata, which is called stucca, which is specifically this is where we're getting to the punchline of stucca. So stucca is the ultimate arousal from below, and this stucca is called shalom. It's called peace. And this is why, so we see, where do we see this connection between staka and peace and shalom is in Tehillim chapter 55, verse 19, where it says, Pada v'shalom nafshi, that my soul shall be redeemed with peace. And specifically here, the, the ultra Rebbe emphasizes my soul, specifically talking about my soul, because the soul is the part of God, like the godly soul is the part of God that's found within each and every Jew. And so that soul is is um 
is redeemed, we know through tzedakah, and here in the Tehillim it says it's redeemed through peace. So here we can kind of make tzedakah and shalom and peace kind of synonymous. And so this is why, indeed, the altar rabbi says that this is why we can see that tzedakah is called shalom. Because, so why? Why is it that tzedakah is called shalom? Like, what's the connection? And so the altar rabbi says that this is because there's a peace that happens between the Jews and their father in heaven when staka is given as the sage is taught. So this is a teaching that actually comes from the Midrash in Tosefta and Peah chapter one. And so the basic idea, as the Altar elaborates and explains, is that the way that this piece, like what is this piece all about, is that the soul of the Jew gets redeemed and the soul of the Jew is a part of God himself. And so through the process of giving staka, it gets redeemed from the external forces. So imagine, you know, when somebody is liberated from a from an enemy or from a prison or something like that, there's a great peace that comes upon them. Like, ha, ah, they're free, you know? And so that's the feeling that happens when we give staka. So like really to sum it up, it's like just... Um, Again, when we give tzedakah, it's it, perhaps one of the reasons why we feel so good when we give tzedakah is sure, it's nice to give to people and, you know, we can explain this on a psychological level, but on a deeper level, it's it's really deep what's going on because when we give tzedakah, this causes this arousal from above that redeems our souls, our, which is a part of God, from captivity here in our bodies and return it to its source, which is going to give us this great feeling of peace. We're restoring ourselves to ourselves. And then the altar rabbi concludes, and he says that this is especially true in terms of giving charity to the land of Israel, which is truly called the staka of Hashem. It's God's staka. As it says, and this is a citation from Dvarim chapter 11, verse 12, Tamid enei Hashem elokecha ba, that the lands of the, the eyes of God are always upon the land of Israel. So while God is everywhere, you know, this is a discussion we spoke about in a different podcast episode. How, how is it that God is everywhere, but he's even more found in the land of Israel? So God is indeed everywhere, but there's something about the land of Israel where it's like God is a little bit more revealed and it's like God, it's talks about how the, the eyes of God are looking. He's, he pays closer attention to the land of Israel. And another citation, this is from Malachim one and chapter nine, verse three, that my eyes and my heart will be there at all times. So again, so it's like Hashem's eyes and heart are really focused on the land of Israel. So when we give tzedakah to the land of Israel specifically, so the power of tzedakah is powerful in any event, but giving tzedakah to the land of Israel is extra powerful. And the altar goes so far as to say that it's in fact this giving of charity to, to Israel that's what actually caused their souls, the souls of uh, and the lives of, of the altar and his chassidim to redeem their lives from those people who wanted to do bad to them, basically. So it's like that. So the altar is basically saying that charity, giving charity, especially to the land of Israel, is what saved their lives. That's what he's attributing their lives to. So and then he says that this this charity should stand before them always. Um with true life from the fountain of life, from the, the life of life, the source of life, which is God. And then he concludes with two citations kind of ending with a bracha. The first is from Eov chapter 33, verse 30. To be enlightened with the light of life. And that, uh, and that's from Tehillim chapter 67, verse 2. That Hashem will make his face radiate with us. So, 
when he says amen, that amen, it should be God's will. So just a nice bracha at the end that this, that basically giving staka is really a way of giving life to oneself. It's not even focusing really on the, on who you're giving staka to, but it's like a way of giving life to yourself and, and ensuring that you're tapped into the source of life. And so much so that he actually attributes his own life and like the life of his chassidim to the staka that they gave in Israel. And he concludes with a bracha just basically saying that this should continue these brachas to flow from this giving of tzedakah. So that's it for today. That's the end of Epistle 4. And we will continue tomorrow when we begin Epistle 5. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast, hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Avraham Yitzchak ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, Please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Taught project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.